4th October, Life Goes On. Published 5th of October, 2022. Now, that was a lot better, wasn't it? Some gentle supportive Callum, Balam finding their connection, some lightheartedness between them, Lola and Jay, and it sounds like it's not the end of the Lewis strand. Tuesday takes place on the same day as Monday, and Balam are now in the calf, with Callum buying them coffees at the counter. He turns back to look at Ben who's taken a seat, and probably sees what we see, that he looks small and vulnerable. Callum had probably guided him here and told him to sit down, insisting on taking care of him. He carries the cups over and sits opposite Ben, who, aside from a glance of acknowledgement, continues to stare at the table in front of him looking defeated. Callum does his best to be what Ben needs, acknowledging the disappointment but trying to keep the focus on Ben and why he reported it in the first place, which was for closure and to do the right thing, which is something Ben must have told him at the station at some point. He reminds Ben that Lewis was always going to deny it, which is something I'm sure he's assumed purely from his interactions with him, hindsight making him realise just how little remorse Lewis had for what he'd done. He says again that Lewis is at least in the system and it's not over. The line about Ben not having had the best experiences recently is, I think, referring to the statements he's had to give at the station and how difficult it must have been for him as Callum goes on to say that if Ben gives up now, he's playing into Lewis's hands. He's talking about the legal route, but as we know, Lewis has gotten into Ben's head about Callum too, and that's something else Ben has to fight against. Not being with Callum is playing into Lewis's hands, as that seems to have been Lewis's goal, split them up because he was jealous, and make Ben think it was his fault. Callum tells Ben how proud he is of him for continuing to live his life despite what happened, and you can tell how badly he wants to reach out to Ben, knocking his fist on the table, but he's respecting the boundaries that Ben appeared to set the previous week when he pulls away. It's that thing about unconditional support again. Ben's been quiet up until now, but then he starts opening up, telling Callum how a small part of him had hoped that Lewis would admit what he'd done. Turns out that confession in the warehouse really had been because he was fearing for his life, and not actually because he felt any remorse. He knew what Ben wanted to hear and just said it so Ben wouldn't shoot him. And Ben knew that at the time too, but he still had a little bit of hope. But now that Lewis is denying it, the whole thing becomes even harder. He has to hope it goes to trial, but even then, he has to face all that blame once more from everyone on Lewis's side, people who don't believe Ben. He expects to be gaslighted on the witness stand and he's understandably not enamoured with the prospect. The slim chance of conviction is acknowledged, with Ben referring to himself as a victim, when he says victims aren't victims when they're getting blamed for what happened to them, be it the women or the gays. And I know he carries a lot of self-blame, but things like this make it more difficult for him to fight back against that. It's a fight he's still having. Callum knows not to argue, because I'm sure he knows it's true, and there's no point saying it's not. The attitudes towards women and gay men are as prevalent as ever, it's hard to know exactly what to say, but at least he's allowing Ben the space to process these thoughts. Ben's up and out of his seat after that, frustration clear. Callum lets him have that space too, but seeing Ben in pain causes him pain too, and he can also see that. Things clearly aren't over. It sounds like there's more to come with the case against Lewis. I'm now wondering if we will see a trial after all. They've made it clear enough that it's not common for these things to get very far, so that might do the job of managing expectations for the audience in order for them to facilitate it getting as far as court in this case for Ben. Hmm. 
after a classic catfight out in the square between Sam, Kat and Sharon, we see Vi and Lola peeking out of the windows of the flat. Callum's flat! And Vi seems delighted at the prospect of getting to see more action outside the window here than she did at the funeral parlour. Callum returns and passes comment on the pair of them gawking out the window, but never mind that, we can now finally see the flat and what Callum has done with it. There are a lot of bits and bobs sitting out in the cupboards, presumably from Vi clearing them out for a clean and to reorder them to her liking. You can also see little Callum touches around, such as the West Ham decorations on the wall and his apparently infamous maracas sitting in the cabinet next to the sofa that Callum sinks into, right after Vi berates him for not being much fun, even as a kid. I'm not sure that was necessary, but Callum decides to let it go. Lola is then reminded that it's Jay's birthday tomorrow, which she'd forgotten. Maybe it was a Facebook notification, I've had those before. She asks Callum if he thinks they should have a party for Jay. Callum makes a face like he's not really sure. Vi makes it clear she doesn't want them to have it in the flat, and so Lola turns to Callum again to ask him what he thinks. He suggests maybe Peggy's, and that gives Lola the idea that he and Ben could help organise it, glancing at Vi and looking pleased with herself for thinking of it. Callum's not sure, though. He doesn't think it's a good idea. There's that thing again of not wanting to be pushy. He doesn't want Ben to retreat again, and he knows Ben isn't in the best of moods right now for organising a party. But Lola won't hear it, and neither will Vi, who points out that it'll give Callum an opportunity to spend time with the man he loves. Something Lola was aiming for, but was trying to be subtle. I don't know. I don't think she quite managed that anyway. Look at Callum's little smile, though. The thought is appealing to him. He wants to spend time with Ben. He shakes his head at their little scheme and groans at Vi's comment about being a card-carrying gay, but it looks like they've swayed him. Later on, Lola's discussing the idea of a party as Callum follows her into the pub, and Ben is right behind them. Callum's backing Lola up as she reasons that Jay can still have a party even though 28's not a big birthday. He greets Tracy behind the bar and orders two lagers, motioning for Lola to order her drink too. The fact that he doesn't even need to ask Ben for his order says a lot about how well they know each other and how much of a habit it is for them to order the same drink in the Vic. They're so married, literally. Freddie approaches Ben to ask him to speak to his dad, who's just gotten Richie to take her lawyer off Billy's case. But Ben isn't interested, telling him he doesn't have to do anything. There's a definite shift in him compared to when he was willing to help Freddie out last week. He's obviously still feeling gutted about the Lewis news, and his response to Freddy indicates that he might be slipping back into defensive, self-destructive mode. Freddy mutters that the Mitzels are all the same, which is bound to have struck a nerve with Ben, as that's what Callum said to him during the flying barstool scene, a comment which led to a setback for Ben, funnily enough. So I think, at this moment, Ben's on a precipice. Luckily, though, this time Callum is there to pull him back. He spots the tension in Ben and suggests to him that he get involved in the party planning for Jay as they've booked Peggy's. Ben doesn't respond, but he doesn't look too excited. Callum tries to muster up enough enthusiasm for the both of them, teasing Ben about not caring about his best pal Jay. He grumbles at the suggestion of a theme and makes a sarcastic comment about princesses and unicorns, a theme apparently even Lexi would turn her nose up at. Uh, a princess and unicorn theme party? I doubt she would. Callum wants Ben to help them out here, take his mind off things. It's a vague enough comment in front of Lola, who I assume doesn't know the truth, but she also seems to know that Ben needs cheering up regardless. She tells Callum the theme idea is a great one, 
They then get into brainstorming theme ideas in front of Ben, who is shaking his head and doing his best to stop himself from commenting. Callum ramps up the enthusiasm, and if I didn't know better, he seems to be trying to goad Ben into giving his opinion on their ideas for the party. And if Ben does that, that means he's contributing, and therefore involving himself in the planning despite himself. He lists off famous dead people he knows, then 90s icons like Snoop Dogg, obviously. <laughs> Talking about fluffy boots and 70s throwbacks as Lola laughs along at how animated he is. Ben simply can't help himself and he interjects to let them know that they've no idea because Jay hates themes. Does he though? I could have sworn he was all dressed up as David Bowie for that icons party they had for the Jubilee. But Ben knows best, I guess. Callum and Lola simply share a glance and shrug because they think so too. They look back at Ben, amused as he gives his own idea, which is to gather loads of people together and play Snow Patrol. He suggests they also remind him that he's in his 20s, not his 40s, and makes a disparaging comment about when Jay was with Honey. It makes Callum laugh. This is what he wanted, his spiky hedgehog of a husband contributing in his own way. Much better than pushing the self-destruct button anyway. Callum has another idea. A stripper. The idea horrifies Lola, and Ben says Jay would hate it, which is exactly why they should get one. He uses we this time, meaning he's accepted his fate as part of the planning committee. He even teases Lola when she rejects the idea, asking if there's something she wants to tell them. She simply tells him to grow up, but she's smirking, and so is Callum. Even Ben's got a hint of a smirk too, though he tries to tamper it. It's a sweet little scene with a great dynamic. The only thing that's a bit weird is the fact that Billy is in the pub panicking over being sent down with his fake son trying to sort things, while Lola, his granddaughter, is party planning on the other side of the bar. Balam are by themselves in the next scene, sat down in the pub with their loggers. Ben asks Callum if he thinks he's clever, and Callum feigns ignorance, joking that he's passed a few exams, so he guesses so. Ben tells him he knows what he and Lola were doing, the whole roping him into the planning thing by suggesting things Jay would hate, I assume. But Callum dismisses that idea. Ben reminds him that he can always read him, which of course gets Callum grinning and blushing because it's true, and Callum loves that it's true. Ben thanks him and admits that it worked. Not just the fact that he got roped into the planning, but because it did end up taking his mind off things. And it did stop him going off into the deep end as a result. Ben supposes that life goes on, and Ben living his life is what made Callum so proud earlier on, so Ben's going to try and keep to that. It's good news for Callum, and he raises his lager in agreement, shooting Ben an infamous blink-wink, one day at a time. They're distracted by a stressed-out Jay, who has taken a seat and starts ranting about the fact that Pam has promoted Lanky to funeral director, even though he's never actually conducted a funeral in the 12 years he's worked there if I'm understanding correctly. I wonder if that's leading somewhere, someone else replacing Lanky once he proves incompetent in the role. Hmm. Jay's not done, though, as he talks about going home to get food and catching Vi at the sink washing her knickers. He gets a sympathy chuckle from both Ben and Callum, and Callum tries to cheer him up by reminding him that it's a birthday tomorrow. Only for Jay to tell him he's not celebrating this year. That catches Balam off guard, and Ben asks why not? And Jay talks about how he spends year after year standing completely still in terms of his life, while everyone else makes changes and advances. He's frustrated that he's still selling cars and is now single again after a super amicable breakup. I mean, for lots of people that's the dream, a steady income and no bad feelings with their ex, but Jay seems to think it makes him boring. 
Add in the fact he's house-sharing with an 80-year-old and he reckons he's going backwards, if anything. Ben and Callum smile sympathetically, but are also probably panicking because they planned a whole thing for Jay and now he's telling them he doesn't want to celebrate. Bit awkward. The scene ends as Alfie comes into the pub, greeting them as his amigos. Ben says hello, even though Alfie essentially ruined his dad's wedding day. Maybe he's let it go. Then there's a bit of background balm if you squint during the Alfie and Linda scene, but nothing of note, unless you count what looks like Ben touching Callum's leg. The next two episodes are centred around Jay's party that he doesn't want, and with that, some more Balam content as they agonise over what to do. We have Siege writer Lauren Clee for these episodes, so they should be good. <laughs> 